Hello, I'm Ray. Welcome to another podcast episode. Uh, where are we? Thursday morning, quarter to 11, bit late today. Been chatting to a neighbour outside. Can he put Christmas lights up our drain pipe? Yes, certainly. I said, cover the whole of the house. Be great. <laughs> so that's something we've got to do. Bit of a competition between some neighbours. Not us. I, I can't be bothered with it. But uh, it's all good fun. Yeah, we do put lights out the front. First uh, of December. Oh, by the way, on last Wednesday's message, I said first of December today. That was Wednesday. And it's not. It wasn't. <laughs> it's the first of December today, which is Thursday. So there we are. My mistake. As I've always said, haven't I? I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I think it won't be long. I won't know what year it is. Thanks for all your emails. Excellent. Not going to read them all out. There's too many. And I am getting, I was going to say slower at replying to emails, but I'm not slower. It's just that there are more and more coming along. Waiting for the scaffolding men to turn up. They're going to put scaffold all up the front of the house, which will be good. They can wave to me through the window and I can say hello to them while I'm talking to you in my high-tech studio here. <laughs> yes, actually, my high-tech studio is looking more like a junk room. I've got wires everywhere from various radio equipment, all sorts of things. It just Everything needs wires, doesn't it? Not so many people have PCs today. They have laptops, iPads, phones and whatever. But I've got a PC. I need a proper PC for doing videos and podcasts and stuff like that. Can't do it on a, an iPad. But with the PC, there are wires everywhere. The keyboard, the mouse. I know you can get the wireless ones, but I can't get on with those. So wires everywhere. Then, of course, all my aerial wires coming in and microphone cables for the various radios, power supplies. It's just a mass of wiring in here. <laughs> oh, well, there we are. It's all good fun. Now, I was going to talk about the English language. Well, I am. I still will do that. That's a hook. To... Hello. Here we go. England star returns home for personal reasons. Oh, I don't know what that is. Something about the football, which I don't follow. What was I saying? I can't remember now. Oh, that's right, the English language. Just do the weather forecast or weather report before that. Brilliant sunshine at the moment. A little bit of wind kind of from the east and then the west. It moves around and then none at all. The flag's not doing anything. Six degrees centigrade, which is 42 Fahrenheit. Humidity, 100%. Is that right? That's what it says, 100%. I don't know. 1028 millibars on the barometer. And I don't know, it just feels very cold out there. As I say, I was chatting to the neighbour out the front about the lights and I got frozen, absolutely frozen. One thing, the Met Office gave us a, a fog warning. I get emails, you know, warning of whatever. Well, we've had no fog here at all, but I look at the Shoreham Airport runway cam. You know, there's a runway camera looking down the runway, which is quite good to see the aircraft taking off. I did see a helicopter earlier. But the point is, the fog is terrible over the airport. It's right next to the River Ada. That's probably the trouble. It's right next to the river. And the, air, the airport, the runway, you look down it, normally I can see the, the Downs, Lansing College up on the hill. Can't see any of that. In fact, you can't even see the end of the runway. It's that bad. And I listened to the aircraft on one of the radios. And uh, one chap, I think it was the helicopter chap, he was just saying that the fog clears at one place but then over the whole river it's really heavy fog again thick fog 
so I shall keep an eye on that camera. I won't report back because you're not really interested in fog on the airport runway, are you, at Shoreham? <laughs> Which they still insist on calling Brighton City or something airport. Nothing to do with Brighton City. You might as well call it Southwark Airport. <laughs> it's Shoreham anyway. I will get back to the English language eventually. As I said, that was a hook to hang it on. You know how I entitle various episodes. I don't know, sort of Christmas dinner or school days or something. And there's only a brief mention and it's actually nothing to do with school days. But I just thought I'd mention the English language because there are certain things that annoy me about the language. Well, not about the language, about the way it's used. Uh, First of all, punctuation-wise... Why is it that no one seems to understand the simple apostrophe? If someone writes down, there were lots of cars there, they put car apostrophe S. That isn't the plural for cars. It's basic. I mean, it is so basic. (laughs) As Benny Hill used to say, why you no written? It's simple. Apples. There's no apostrophe at all. Cars. Any plural. There's no apostrophe. Radios. Beers. Oh, thank you very much. Don't mind if I do. There's no apostrophe in it. And the other basic thing, I mean, I did this at school. I don't think they teach anything at school now. Well, they do teach a load of rubbish these days to the kids at school. The boys football. One boy. It's his football. Boy apostrophe S. Simple. Lots of boys. It's their football. Boys apostrophe after the S. I mean, can it be any simpler than that? Stone the crows. Ah, crows, no apostrophe, just crows, loads of them, stone them. (laughs) Why do people stone the crows, or why did they? Why do people say, I should have gone to the shops? I should have gone to the shops. It's it's annoying. It's not I should have gone to the shops, is it? I should have. And then the worst one of all, some think, nothing, everything. There's no such word as some think. Some people think things, but some think is something anyway. I don't know. The English language, it gets wrecked, doesn't it? For fear of boring you to sleep and you'll switch off or something. One more, one more. Why do people say me and Fred went to the pub? It's not me and Fred, it's Fred and I. How would you say you went to the pub? You would say, I went to the pub, didn't, wouldn't you? I've heard newsreaders say it. Me and my husband watched that last night on television. It's not me and my husband. You put the other person first. My husband and I. And if you're not sure whether it's my husband and me, or my husband and I, well, just take out the husband. So, my husband and me went to the pub. Take out the husband. Me went to the pub. Well, that's wrong. So, it's my husband and I went to the pub. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. It's a shame. I did atrociously at school... But I did get some basics right. Well, I hope I did. <laughs> I hope I did. I quite liked the science lessons at school. That was interesting. Talking about electricity and magnetism and chemicals. The chap lit some uh, magnesium. That was fantastic. It flared into this bright light. That was brilliant. And we made stink bombs. <laughs> I forget what the mixture of chemicals were. Anyway, it was brilliant. These stink bombs, they really did stink. I remember at the karaoke nightclub once, it was dreadful of someone. Do you remember the stink bombs you could buy? They were in little glass, what are they, vials are they called? Well, it was vile, but you know, the vile glass, (laughs) it was vile. 
Oh dear. And someone dropped one on the dance floor, obviously deliberately, and the whole place, oh, it was it was a dreadful stench. Of course, everyone's running off the dance floor and the live band, they're sort of frowning at each other. And, what is that? I mean, it was funny at the time, but it, the trouble is that stink. It lasted all evening. It was dreadful. It ruined the evening, really. Different doing it at school because you all get sent out of the class. You have to go and play on the, the playing field or go home. Even better, get sent home. Quite a few of you commented on the thing about cars. They're only used 4% of the time. Oh, sorry if I'm <clears throat> sounding a bit rough today. I feel a bit rough. No, I don't feel rough. But my voice, I think I've still got the remnants of my cold. It's just going now. So yes, 4% of the time. It's quite amazing. Several of you have said that uh, that's quite an interesting, well, not fact. <laughs> it's not a fact. Statistic, I don't know. It's quite interesting. You've used various names for it. But it is quite interesting, 4% of the time. I'd like to get rid of the damn thing, to be, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, Trish and I were working out holidays twice a year. She was jotting down the figures. Our trips shopping, we'd do by taxi. We worked that out roughly. Other trips... It would be cheaper without a car, but the inconvenience, that's what the majority of you have said, is the inconvenience of not having a car basically right outside your front door. You can jump in it whenever you like. So I don't know. If prices go up, if the cost of living increases and just goes through the roof, we might find that there are fewer cars on the road. There's an interesting thought. We shall have to wait and see. Our tortoise, bless him, is now in hibernation. I said, uh, sleep well to him, sleep well, see you next summer. <laughs> well, next spring it'll be, won't it? Last year he hibernated a little bit early. I think that was our fault. But we're a bit later this year. It was actually yesterday. So, yeah, end of November. So he should be waking up probably the end of February. That's the kind of plan. Mind you, even then it's not warm, but he wants about 12 weeks hibernation. So hopefully he will survive that. He will survive his sleep for the winter. Shame we can't go to sleep, wake up in perhaps in April and May when it's nice weather. That would be strange, wouldn't it, if people hibernated? Wouldn't that be weird? I don't think that would work, though, would it? Could you get lots of looters and robbers and people around thinking, well, I'm not going to hibernate for the winter. I'm going to go and steal cars and things. <laughs> the roads would be quiet, though, wouldn't they? As you can probably hear, the scaffolding is going up as I speak. Well, that only took them an hour and a half to scaffold the entire front of the house. That's not bad. There were four lads, very fit, uh, unlike me, and they've done it. I'm impressed. I shouldn't have been cynical, should I? I just thought I'd go to bed tonight thinking, well, that's that. They didn't turn up. No scaffolding. What's going to happen now? It's just that in your old age, I don't know, I, I, I become cynical the older I get. It's because a lot of people just let you down. They don't bother to do things properly. They don't turn up. They don't return your calls. They don't reply to your emails. You know what I mean? That's why I think I end up so cynical. But in this case, I was wrong. Funnily enough, this is rather coincidental. I heard a lady on the TV. I was watching the news programme this morning. And she's a northerner. And she was saying that some people, uh, they frown upon her accent, the way she speaks. She's, um, I forget what she does, but she's in broadcasting and whatever. And when she meets people 
that are rather posh, don't you know, so to speak. What? What? <laughs> I can't do that. They said to her, oh, oh, where are you from? Somewhere up north? What? What? And she says, oh, yes, yes, I'm from wherever up north. Oh, yes, I thought so. Yeah. And she said they looked down upon her. I think the northern accent, as she said, there are various northern accents. I think it's rather good. I like the Irish accent. That's nice. And, and the Welsh, that can be nice. Scottish, uh, it, long as none of them are too heavy. I have had phone calls. I used to have a customer in Scotland that rang me. I couldn't understand him. He was very, very, uh, very Scottish. I was going to say very Scottish, heavy accent. And it really was a job to understand him. But I love all these accents. I think they're great. Then you go down to the West Country. Was it? Oh, <laughs> no, they're not all like that in the West Country. Oh, army man. <laughs> And then the Queen's English, don't you know? What and all this business? Is that the Queen's or the King's English now? But this lady was saying that uh, she has had, not uh, not the word abuse, what was it? But people looked down on her throughout her career in broadcasting and interviewing people. And all this kicked off with this latest thing on the television. You've probably heard about it. Some uh, lady or other went to speak to one of the royal, or one of the staff of the royal family. Lady, who is it? Susan, someone... And the, the, the coloured lady said that uh, the member of staff kept saying to her, oh, so where are you from? Where are you from? You know, she said, well, I'm born in the UK. I'm British. Yes, but where were you from originally? Uh, I don't know. You've probably heard all that in the news. I'm not going to comment on that. But that's what started this lady saying, well, I'm from up, up to north, like. And then there's Hull. Isn't there Hull, that, that area? There are so many different areas. In fact, Trisha's dad... He was, um, what did he call, now where's Sussex here? I think he had a, a West Sussex accent. I had difficulty in hearing that, but other people didn't. They knew it, they knew of it. So even within a sort of one area, you can get these different accents. I think it's fantastic. It, it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, if we all spoke exactly the same, or what in it, <laughs> it's like Cockney. I love the Cockney rhyming slang. I think that's brilliant. Stick it in your skyrocket. Well, that's pocket, isn't it? All, all the, you know, up the apples and pears, stairs. I think that's great. It would be a shame if ever that died out. That really would be a shame. Many years ago, I knew an Italian chap, a friend of mine who came over here. And I asked him if, whether in Italy, there, obviously there are different accents, which he said, yes. And I said, do you have what I would call, I've probably been rude here, like common, uh, the common talk, like or what in it, like I said. And he said, oh, yes, yes, you have that as well. But it's not common, that's the wrong word, isn't it? I'm going to get into trouble now. Also, I called that earlier, I said a coloured lady. Is that all right? Is that acceptable? I mean, these days, I just, uh, I don't know what's acceptable and what isn't. I think we're going to end up that people won't write anything they won't uh, type anything on any of these social media. They won't speak to people for fear of upsetting them and uh, being offensive or something. I don't know. It's all going a bit weird. When I think back to my earlier years uh, in pubs and things, you know, we all used to pile into the pub on a Friday and Saturday night. Well, any night. <laughs> and, you know, the lads would have a few beers. There's all sorts of offensive comments flying around no one actually took offence. I mean, some of the things I've been called over the years, some of the things I've called other people, it's all in fun, or it was, it was all in fun. Uh, as I say, after a few drinks, 
people to perhaps say things they wouldn't normally, but no one took offence. I don't remember any fights or anything like that. So very different back in my day, as I'm always banging on about. Several of the people I've worked with over the years, uh, when I was a radio and TV apprentice, one of the chaps in the workshop, he was a coloured gentleman, is that right to say that? And uh, Jim, his name was, and he was a great bloke. He'd come out with us on a Friday and Saturday night. He called us all, <laughs> all sorts of things that these days you get arrested for. And we called, we had a, a special nickname for him. I mean, these days you couldn't use that, the, what we called him. It was just his nickname. It was a laugh. It was a bit of fun. He never took offence. I don't know. Anyway, there we are. Let's move away from that. What can we go on about now? Oh, English language, wasn't it? Now, the Americans, they've got their accent. That's rather nice. In fact, everyone has the world wide, you know, the world over. Everyone's got their accent. And I think it's lovely. So there. In fact, I've just remembered on my sat-nav, our sat-nav, we've set it to the Irish lady because it's rather nice. Um, I can't do accents, but uh, to be sure, so I did. <laughs> I love the Irish lady on the sat-nav. It's brilliant. I often chat to family and friends about the up-and-coming podcast episodes. I was talking to a friend about this one, about language, and he said that he has been told in the past that he doesn't speak properly because he will say computer and I'm going to a party. Doesn't pronounce the T, computer, party. And he said it's not that he's badly spoken or certainly not common. <laughs> I shouldn't have used that word. It's where he comes from, a part of London where he comes from. That's where they speak. That's where he was born. That's where he grew up. And that's how they speak. It doesn't mean that they're common or any lesser person than anyone else. Anyway, I find the whole thing very interesting. And as I've said, some of the accents I think are absolutely wonderful, especially our sat-nav. I've just remembered the lady's name. It was Lady Susan Hussey, who was the lady, uh, the Queen's lady-in-waiting. She was the one asking the other lady where she came from. I think she said, where do your people come from? So if you've not heard the news, uh, that's what it's about. Lady Susan Hussey. Well, things are looking up for me because a friend of mine is coming around at two o'clock. The scaffolding's up. He's going to go up there and bolt an aerial to the somewhere up on the roof. So that's good. I didn't think the aerial would arrive because the first one I ordered after nine, was it 10 days? Nothing. So I've got a refund for that. I ordered uh, the same aerial again from somewhere else and it arrived the next day. So things are looking good and the sun's shining. Mind you, I didn't tell you it's midday Friday today at the moment. It's very cold out there, very cold. I think it's about two or three degrees. That's in the shade at least. So a lovely sunny day, but very cold. A little bit of wind, well, there was from the east. No, hang on, it's now the west. It's funny how the flag keeps changing. I've still got my little bit of a, a rough sounding voice, my sore throat. I don't know how long that's going to last. Hopefully not too long. So yeah, where are we? It's the second. Have you opened your advent calendar yet? You should be on number two, door number two. Trish and I have got one and she's put little, cho little chocolates in each one. Oh dear. She said, do you want to be odd or even? I said, well, I'll be even. I, I don't like being odd. And apparently I, I'm having the even numbers. So she opened one, I opened two. She will open number three tomorrow. It's all good fun, isn't it? We're not going to put our deckies up, as people call them these days, our deckies. We decided Christmas Day is a Sunday, so we'll do it the weekend before. Is that the 18th? I, I can't word that out. 
So we'll be doing our Christmas stuff on the 18th. Isn't it funny how fast time passes? We've got little drawing pins in the lounge on top of the picture rail. Do you know what a picture rail is? You probably don't if you're somewhere in Australia in the heat. I'm not jealous. Or America or wherever. You don't know what a picture rail is. It's a bit of wood that goes around just under the ceiling, about a foot down from the ceiling, and you hang pictures on it. <laughs> At least that's what they did in the old days. And in the top of the picture rail, we've got three or four drawing pins that I leave in there. And uh, we've got a string of cards and stuff that we put up there. And every year when we take that down, we take the string down, we leave the drawing pins there. And every year I say the same thing. Next time we hang these cards up, a year would have gone by. And, you know, it seems like five minutes. Well, a bit longer than five minutes. And we're here again, almost. Another year gone. Obviously, time doesn't change. But as you get older, it appears, time appears to speed up. And I think that's right. I remember being, what was I, about 10 or 11. I remember thinking, can't wait till my teens. And it seemed like a lifetime away till I actually got to 13. And now at 71, it seems like five minutes away, I'm going to be 80. <laughs> 80? No, no, I've got years. Let's not talk about that yet. 80, good grief. I was listening to the radio the other day. Someone was talking about they'd lost several thousand pounds, some con or other. Someone had said, oh, I need money. You know, if you can lend me this money, blah, blah, blah. And they fell for it and they lost a few thousand pounds. It reminded me of the time I was in a pub. Yes, in a pub, decades ago. This chap came in, you know, a chap I knew and ordered his pint. And he said, oh, no, I've, I've, I've left my wallet at home. Oh, I said, my other jacket. Oh, Ray, you couldn't lend me a fiver, could you? And I said, yeah, of course, yeah, not a problem. This is when beer was less than a pound a pint. So I gave him a five pound note. Oh, thanks so much. Thank oh, I'll, I'll pay that back. Oh, thank you. So he paid for his beer. The days went by. He didn't mention it. After a week, week and a half, I said, have you got that fiver? What fiver? I said, the, the five pound note I lent you. Remember you came in, didn't have your wallet? I don't remember that. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here we go. I said, well, I did. I lent you a five. Oh, well, well, if you say so, I suppose I'll have to give you five pounds. Begrudgingly gave me five pound note. And I thought then, never again. What is it they say? Never a lender nor a borrower be. And I remember it must have been more than six months later. The same chap was there. Had he tried this, this same thing on? Oh, I've left my wallet. Oh, it's in my other jacket. Oh, for goodness sake. And the chap next to him, I knew him. He said, oh, Derek, you couldn't lend me a fiver, could you? And before this Derek uh, fell for it, I said, Derek, 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 I've got a message for you from Fred or whoever it was. I can't remember. And he, he turned to me and he said, oh, yeah, what's that? So I was sort of whispering, no fiver, no fiver, don't lend fiver. And he said, oh, oh, ah, yes, OK, thanks for the message. Yeah, oh, that's great. I know what you mean. It, it went something like that. And he turned back to this chap and this chap said again, could you lend me a fiver? He said, I'm sorry, I've only got a few quid on me and that's for my beers for this evening. Sorry, I've got a fiver. And of course, then this chap looked at me and he thought, well, I better not ask Ray again because he knows that, oh, it was awful. And of course, word quickly got round that uh, he used to try this on on various people. I don't know why people would do it. I knew another chap. I'd been to Cyprus, this is years and years ago, and I bought some, you know, the duty-free cigarettes back. And one of the ladies in the pub, she said, oh, I'll have 200 cigarettes for whatever price it was, I can't remember. And I said, OK, I'll bring them in. Next time I'll bring them in. Well, she wasn't there. 
So I said to the chap behind the bar, could you stick these under the bar for, I think her name was Eileen, or was it Joan? Oh, her name's irrelevant anyway. <laughs> Shows how long ago it was. And he said, yeah, of course, yeah. And he put them under the bar. And when I next saw the lady, I said, did you get your cigarettes? No. I said, oh. I said, well, the chap put them under the bar for you. So I went and asked. I said, the, the cigarettes, have you got them for, uh, for Eileen? What cigarettes? And I thought, this is blatant. I said, the cigarettes I gave you to put under the bar for Eileen. He said, I don't remember that. And I said, look, I gave you the cigarettes. And he got nasty. He said, hang on, hang on. What are you trying? Are you trying it on or something? What are you accusing me of? I said, no, OK, forget it. Leave it there. Just forget it. He knew he'd stolen them. He kept them for himself. And of course, word got round about this. And he was one of these people. He said to one chap in the pub once, he said, you couldn't do me a check, could you? This chap said, what for? He said, I can't pay this week's rent on my flat. And he said, yeah, the landlord's a bit stroppy. And if I don't give him a check or something, you know, he'll chuck me out. I'll pay you back in a couple of days. Then I get paid. And this chap went and wrote him a check. Of course, he never got paid. He never got his money back. Dreadful. Never a lender nor a borrower be. Change of subject. I'm just looking at the weather. It's really nice. I really must start going for walks again. Try and keep fit and healthy. The problem is in the winter, I don't get out into the garden a great deal. And I, I find a lot of the time I'm just sitting indoors, <laughs> playing with the radios, talking to you, watching telly. I don't move much and you must keep moving to keep fit and healthy. Several of you have said that you enjoy walks and apparently you listen to the podcast episodes while you're walking. That's a good idea. I ought to record podcast episodes while I'm walking. I would do. I love the woods and I've got my little outside broadcast set up, as you know. It's only a recorder. It's not an outside broadcast set up at all. But uh, I've done one or two. If you remember, I, I was in Somerset, wasn't I? In the woods there telling you about all the rabbits. Do you remember thousands of rabbits in the field next to the woods where we were staying? That was Somerset. That was Wookie Hole, wasn't it? What a lovely name for a place, isn't it? Wookie Hole. I love that. <laughs> That's really nice. So yes, perhaps I'll do that. Start as my knee's better now with these weird tablets I'm taking. Perhaps get into some walking. That might make my knee even better. Talking of walking, do you remember when in the UK, in Britain, policemen used to walk around the streets? Don't see them anymore. We watched an old carry-on film the other day. Sid James, Hattie Jakes, all the usual suspects. Carry-on constable. And it was all about these four, I forget which four it was, and they join the police force. And they go to the station, uh, Sid James is a sergeant, Hattie Jakes was whatever, a policewoman, constable or something. And the four new lads that had joined up, it was Kenneth Williams, I can't remember the names. They went out on the beat, you know, for the first time, and just doing daft things. But it reminded me, seeing them walking along the street in pairs, of the old days, the 50s, the 60s, I remember being in town. You'd see a policeman or a couple of policemen walking along, helping people. Someone might say, oh, can you help me, officer? I need directions. I'm looking for so-and-so. Yes, madam, go down here, turn right. These days you can't find a policeman. I don't know what's happened. But watching that film, it was fantastic. I mean, I love the carry-on films anyway. But watching that old black and white film, with the police officers walking along the street in town. Uh, there was a jewellery raid going on in a shop and the, the robbers came out of the shop and were getting into this car. 
And one of the policemen said, oh, yeah, good afternoon, sir. You know, how are you? Open the car door for him. And, and, and this was one of the crooks. <laughs> All the daft things like that. But it was fantastic, though, to hear the old steam trains in the background. What I like about the old films is seeing the cars, the buildings, the houses along the streets, prams outside. I think I've mentioned this before, haven't I? I've mentioned everything before, you know that. But it's brilliant, though, just to see the policeman walking along in town, along by a row of shops, helping people to cross the road and giving directions. There's something else that's gone. Here we go, I'm going to start ranting. No, I won't. I start, I moan a little bit. I'll just moan a little bit. If I don't moan, I'll get emails. I've had that before. Well, you didn't moan much in last week's episode. <laughs> Honestly, I have had that once or twice in the past. It's quite funny, really. So I must keep moaning. I've just realised I said steam trains, didn't I? That is incorrect. It's steam engine. A steam engine pulling a train. It's not a steam train. Got to get that right. Trisha's dad used to remind me of that and anyone else that said steam train because he was a driver. He started driving steam engines, went on to diesel, ended up driving the electric trains. So if anyone says steam train in front of him, they were in trouble. <laughs> they got corrected immediately. When I was a boy, everyone wanted to be a steam engine driver. Every boy in class, what do you want to be? I remember the teacher, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to drive steam engines. Everyone wanted to. Although there was one boy, I remember that it was funny. He made the whole class and the teacher laugh because he said, I want to be an accountant. And of course, people are looking around. Why who said that? Account? Who wants to be an accountant? And this, there's this little chap there. And the teacher said, oh, OK, yeah, that's, that's different. Why? And he said, my dad's an accountant. Here we go. We've got a news flash. Hang on a minute. Covid cases in the UK rise above one million. Is that right? I read that on my watch. You know this Apple? No, it's not Apple, is it? I've said that before. It's not Apple at all. It was on my watch. Rise above one million. That is not good, if that is correct. I'll check that in a minute. I've just looked up the news flash on my phone. More than one million people in the UK have coronavirus. According to official figures, the total testing positive for Covid-19 rose by 6% in the week 21st November, up from 972,000, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, this is the first increase in nationwide infections since the week ending 17th of October. It's not going to go away, is it? I think it's like flu. People are saying that. Every year people get flu, influenza, isn't it? It'll never go away. It's always going to be around. And I've heard people saying that we've just got to live with it. Back in the 1950s, the 1960s, well, even later than that, no one would have believed on your watch you'd get up-to-date news flashes. Who would have believed that? Same with flat-screen televisions. I remember being in the workshop, people talking about flat-screen tellies in the 60s, and we all agreed it, couldn't, it wouldn't be possible. It can't work. You cannot get a CRT tube, you know, the big cathode ray tube. You can't make it flat to hang on the wall. Well, you have to, what is it they say? It's awful. Think outside the box, is it? Or lateral thinking? I don't know. Forget the cathode ray tube. Forget that big glass tube and think of something else altogether. Anyway, I don't know why I'm rambling on about telly, but uh, I did like the 60s. They were brilliant. But I've never understood why people say, if you remember the 60s, you weren't there. What does that mean? You're all going to email me now, aren't you? And tell me what that means. <laughs> They were great days. 
It's the same with mobile phones, isn't it? Who would have believed, not of, who would have believed back in the 50s and 60s that one day you could watch television, you could watch films and talk to each other with video on a little device that was well, not much bigger than a, a packet of cigarettes. No one would have believed that. They'd have said, no, you're joking. You're having me on, governor. <laughs> like Star Trek, beam me up, Scotty, with their, uh, oh, what do they call the, oh dear, what do they call their little flip-top things? There's something else you'll all be emailing, not a personal, a personal agent. Oh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter what it was. Another thing, I'm just looking on my phone, this uh, Find Your Friends app. There's Trisha. She's at Shoreham Airport in the, what is the cafe called there? The Hummingbird Cafe, having lunch with her, her mum and our number two daughter. So who would have believed? We're saying with cars, isn't it? Um, I know a chap, he's got a vintage car and he's got some uh, GPS thing hidden on it. So he can see on his phone exactly where the car is. So if it gets stolen, he can find out where it is. It's amazing, isn't it? The devices and the technology these days, what is going to happen in 50 years from now? Good, I won't be here. Probably unimaginable things would have happened by then. Will we have a keyboard? I don't know. Will we all be microchipped? There's a thought like you do with your pets, your dogs and whatever. Perhaps we'll be microchipped. That's a dreadful thought, isn't it? Perhaps we'll all end up as robots. Going back to the English language again, so many words that we used to use have now got a different meaning, such as gay. You used to have a gay time. Gay now means, well, you know what it means. A lot of the old songs from the 50s, the 40s, talk about having a gay time. That's changed totally. Another word we used a lot in the 60s uh, for transistor radio was tranny. Take your tranny, you're going to a picnic, you're going to bring your tranny going down the beach. Oh, let's take the tranny with us. It was a transistor radio. Of course, that has a totally different meaning now. I'm just looking up some words here online. The word nice, we all know what that means. It's like beer, it's nice, isn't it? Chocolate is nice. All the things that are bad for us are nice. <laughs> the original meaning Middle English of nice meant stupid or ignorant. How about that? A nice person at that time was someone who was unsophisticated or unaware of proper customs and manners. Nice. So that has completely changed in its meaning. This is interesting. The word awful. Today it means terrible, horrific. We all know what awful means. It can also be used to emphasise the extent or severity of something. However, originally the word meant inspiring reverential wonder or fear. And this makes sense if you consider how the word itself is structured. Awful literally meant full of awe. Get it? Awe, full, awful, full of awe. In the same way that successful is full of success, successful or joyful full of joy. It's interesting. I've always liked the um, uh, etymology of words, the way they're constructed, where they come from. A lot come from Greek, don't they? Is it ancient Greek, obviously German, Germaniac, Germanic, Germaniac. <laughs> Listen to me. You know what I mean. I can't even say the word. Oh, by the way, it's Saturday now, quarter past one in the afternoon. Germanic is the word I was looking for. Now, what else here? Fool, a derogatory term that means stupid. Well, we all know that. And we all know a fool, one or two, don't we? I do. I know several. <laughs> In Shakespeare's time, a fool could also refer to a court jester. Several of Shakespeare's plays refer to a fully licensed fool. 
which is a professional performer appointed by the king, whose job it was to behave in a clownish or moronic manner. Not the king, <laughs> the jester. <laughs> I know, I just find it interesting these words. What else can I find here? Apology in modern English. Well, we know what it means in modern English, don't we? The original meaning, an apology, was a formal defence against an accusation. Uh, right, OK, it came to English via French and Latin, which have words derived from the Greek word apologia. <laughs> the original meaning survives in the form of, oh, I don't know, you get the gist of it anyway, of all these different words, how they've changed, but change the meaning totally. It's like wicked. I remember I was selling something and the chap came along and he said, oh, wicked. Well, normally wicked means dreadful, terrible. But in this case, it was, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> I can't keep up with all this. What about this so-called, what is it, business speak? What is it, B-A-U? Business as usual, like F-A-B, isn't it, from the Thunderbirds programmes, F-A-B. <laughs> but B-A-U, business as usual, and I'm reaching out and I'm touching base. I hate it. I really do hate it all. <laughs> I don't know anyone that you know comes out with these things, but uh, it's a shame, really. I'd love to have a friend that does this, this whatever you call it, this biz speak or whatever it is. It'd be good fun to make fun of him. <laughs> But it, honestly, some of it is daft. Some of the things they come out with these days. I gave the wrong definition of wicked, really, didn't I? It's evil, unlawful, sinful, vicious. I like looking up uh, synonyms as well. Immoral, vile, cruel, <laughs> nefarious. There are some fantastic words around, aren't there? Unsavoury, that's a good word. Cursed, ungodly, infernal. <laughs> I love all these words. There was a chap that used to come into the pub and he obviously looked up his dictionary at home before he came into the pub. He'd always have half a dozen new words that he hoped no one else would know. And he said to me one night, because I ordered my beer, I said, I have a pint of whatever it was. Pint of whatever, please. Thank you. And he said, you're a sycophant. And uh, I said, oh, I wouldn't go that far. I knew what he meant, obviously, sycophant. Anyway, he said, uh, oh, do you know what it means? And he was obviously trying to catch me out. I said, well, of course I do. I said, everyone knows that. And he said, what does it mean then? So I said, well, don't you know? He said, well, I know. So I said, well, why are you asking me? And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't play the game with him. I wouldn't uh, engage in this stupidity. <laughs> so in the end, he told me what it meant. And I said, well, I know what it means. <laughs> I know what it means. And I'm not a sycophant anyway. Every time he came into the pub, he'd have half a dozen new words. And I saw him once get a piece of paper out from his jacket pocket and he'd have a secret look and then come out with some big word that he hoped no one else would know. But uh, everyone knew the words. They, they weren't that big, if you know what I mean. The, the words that he was bringing out weren't that big. He once said to me, do you know that place in London? I think I've told you this before, actually. That place in London? I said, what place? He said, how would, you, how would you pronounce it? It's, it's S-O-U-T-H-W-A-R-K. I said, oh, Southwark. And he said, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, what are you talking about? Don't you know how to pronounce it? And he said, oh, no, I just wonder whether you did. And he was always doing this. I don't know, strange. You meet strange people in pubs. <laughs> and I used to be one of them. Not these days, though. I mean, I don't go to the pub anymore. I am strange. I'm still strange. I was strange then. I'm strange now. I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? We used to go to pubs quite a bit, but as you know, especially in my younger years, went to many, many pubs. 
It was great fun, a bit of a meeting place, a public house, as the name implies, where the public meet. And it was great. These days, they're not pubs as, as we used to know it. They're just food places. I, they're horrible. I don't like them at all. But there we are, I suppose, like words. They change their meanings. Uh, pubs change. They're just restaurants. Everything changes. Not always for the better. I've found another word here, flirt. We all know what it means to flirt with someone. Well, originally, mid-16th century, it was described as a sudden, sharp movement. The original verb sense was to give someone a sharp blow and sneer at. The word took on a playful, cheeky meaning much later. Isn't that strange? Flirt. It meant nothing like it does today. That is weird. I found some words here that have been added to the dictionary. Chillax. Well, we've all heard of chillax, haven't we? It's chill out and relax as one word. Easy breezy. Relaxed casual informal. Well, yeah, we know what that means. Inspo. What on earth is inspo? <laughs> An item or idea that inspires someone. Short for inspiration. A bit like defo. For definitely, isn't it? Defo. <laughs> Crazy. Yeesh. That's Y-E-E-S-H. Yeesh. Expressing annoyance or disgust. Yeesh, you're not wearing that tonight, are you? Yeesh, I mean, where did that come from? Goodness knows. Deep state, oh, I've heard of that. That's uh, some secret government thing, deep state, isn't it? I don't know all these weird things. Gender non-conforming, misgendered, gig economy. Well, we've all heard that, haven't we? Haircut, we really took a haircut in the fourth quarter, but we'll make up the deficit next year. Haircut, what's that got to do with the economy? I don't know. E-bike, e-waste, Segway or Sedgway, we know what that is, don't we? Anyway, we've had enough of words. I certainly have. Let's move on. Well, my new aerial is up. My friend came round and he climbed up the scaffolding and did that yesterday. He turned up at two o'clock, as he said he would. Luckily, it was meant to be a lovely afternoon yesterday. Luckily, he'd just about finished, had his cup of tea, was about to go home, and it started lashing with rain. So that was well-timed. That's not what the forecast said at all. Mind you, they do lie a lot. But the new aerial is up, which is good. And I'm hoping for a photograph of it. The lady over the road is going to take a photograph from her upstairs window. So, <laughs> so I can put it on my website and say to people, look, there's my new aerial. And they'll all go, ah, oh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that. That's all done. Scaffolding's still there. Roof's going to be done next week, hopefully, allegedly. We shall see. The proof, what is it? The proof of the pudding or something. What is it? The proof of the eating is in the pudding. I don't know. That's something else I've been looking up recently. More of these sayings like stone the crows and wondering where they all come from. I won't inflict those on you now. I'll save those for another time. I got that back to front. It's not the proof of the eating is in the pudding, is it? The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Actually, there are one or two that uh, come to mind. I'm pleased as punch. Well, punch is a drink, isn't it? Why would you be pleased with, as, I don't understand that one, heavens to Betsy. Who is Betsy? Why heavens to Betsy? I feel finer than a frog's hair split four ways. Now, there's a weird one. I remember, uh, was it an old uncle or someone used to say that? I feel finer than a frog's hair split four ways. Frogs don't have hairs, do they? As mad as a box of frogs. I suppose if frogs were all squashed in a box, they would go mad. Another one that I remember an uncle used to say, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Why would you be a monkey's uncle? Monkeys don't have uncles. Do they? Well, if they do, they're not human. 
I think that's enough of that. We've had enough of words and enough of these weird sayings and phrases and things. Now, the weather forecast chap, he didn't actually say beasts from the east, but he did say that uh, next week we're having a lot of wind from the east here in Britain and especially down the east coast of the country. It's going to be chilly, very chilly, chilly willy. Is that rude? I don't know. I remember people saying chilly willy. So it's going to... (laughs) It's going. I won't comment further on that. It's going to be chilly. It was cold this morning. It was cold yesterday, even colder today. I think it's a little bit milder now because we've got clouds. The flag, what's that going? Oh, we've got a wind. Yes, from the east. That's what the man said. Perhaps he's not lying because we get the, the Siberian type weather, don't we? I like it when the wind comes up over France, across the channel to us because it brings with it the Mediterranean warmth and even the Sahara. Do you know, we get dust sometimes here, in the summer mainly. Everywhere is covered in this kind of dust. And apparently it's sand from the Sahara Desert. We often get that in the summer. Everything's got this sort of, well, sand. That's the best word to describe it, because that's what it is. Everything's covered in sand. And it looks quite strange all over the cars. So that's come a long way, hasn't it? All the way from Sahara. And of course, again, bringing the warm air with it. We do need some warm air. We've got uh, Trisha's sister and her husband round this evening. And we're having a takeaway and even a couple of beers. So that would be nice. I'm going to light the coal fire and we shall sit there and I can <laughs> I can moan. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like it. I'll start moaning and ranting and raving. Anyone would think I've got a reputation for moaning, which isn't true at all, is it? I mean, you know that. Dare I ask if you are ready for Christmas? We dropped a load of Christmas cards off this morning. Trish was saying that stamps now, what are they, 60, 70p each for stamps. So on the way back from my mother's, we're going to see her on a Saturday, we went round a load of houses. Probably cost us more in petrol (laughs) than it would in stamps. Anyway, we went round all these different addresses, posting the cards through their letterboxes. I know it's early. We didn't want to rely on the post where we don't have to because we have so many postal strikes these days that I'm just worried that things won't get there before Christmas. No good having Christmas cards halfway through January, is it? So we've done that. We've done a lot of shopping already, obviously more shopping to do. We've got the important things in. Beer, bread and beans. (laughs) Beer, bread and baked beans. Trish came home the other day with a couple of bottles of port. I like port and lemon. I know it's an old lady's drink, but I like port and lemon. And Stone's Ginger Wine. She came home with two bottles of that. That was on offer. It must be Stone's Ginger Wine. No other make, no no supermarket brand. It's not good enough. It must be the real thing. Luckily, Trisha doesn't like ginger. And I do. So (laughs) they're all for me, which is good. Mind you, I don't like wine. And she does. So I don't touch her wine. And she, well, I say wine. It's Stone's Ginger Wine, isn't it? But I've got my Stone's and she's got her... Uh, what is it? Prosecco? I don't know what all this stuff is. What's Prosecco, for goodness sake? I know a lot of people rant and rave about it. So we've done that. Have you got all your stuff in? Have you got the drinks in? You've got to get the important things in. Get the alcohol in. There's also, that just reminds me, using the word alcohol, Trish got hold of, what is it? Um, I think it's called non-Prosecco or something like that, or fake something. A lot of these drinks you can get these days, there are alcohol-free versions which is interesting. I've got some alcohol-free beer. They're Beck's, I think. And one or two, they're all right. But I don't know. They're not quite the same. Well, obviously not the same, but 
they don't taste right to me somehow. They're a bit dry anyway. Enough about alcohol. I'm going to clear off. Why don't you email me, raiserants at protonmail.com. Be nice to hear from you. Let me know what your Christmas plans are. What are you doing? Christmas Day, it's just the two of us. We like that. Then Boxing Day, we have the world and his wife. Now, that's another expression. The world hasn't got a wife, has it? How can the world have a wife? Anyway, we've got the world and his wife round on Boxing Day. That's basically all the family and a handful of close friends. Not selected friends. I mustn't start upsetting people. Close friends. That's it. I've bored you long enough. I shall see you next Wednesday with a midweek message. And we are, what's the date today? This is the 3rd. So Wednesday will be the 7th, won't it? A week into December. We are really nearing the C word now. Look after yourselves. Take care. See you on Wednesday. Bye-bye for now.